Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full line of Yokohama Tires. Go to TireRack.com slash sports. That's TireRack.com slash sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. That's TireRack.com, TireRack.com, TireRack.com. The way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. Eastern, 7 to 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the Best of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon on Fox Sports Radio. Lamar Jackson, I don't want to say I told you so, but I did. A year ago, I told you he was going to be fantastic. Did I think he was going to be this good? No, I'll be honest. But I well, said, you just went Pro Bowl top be, eight. He's going to be one of the top. He's going to make the Pro Bowl in the AFC, which when you're talking about, okay, well, there's Tom Brady's in, in there. You know, Sam Darnold is in there. You know, you got, you got 
Ben Roethlisberger. You got Sam, Sam Darnold. Sam, what, yeah. You're trying to perpetrate you some, your Darnold you know, stuff. You had some pretty good quarterbacks. You had Andrew Luck, who was still in the National Football right League at that time. Right before he retired. You had, we didn't say the Mono Bowl. You had Patrick Mahomes. You know, you had Philip Rivers. You have. So a, you were saying he was top eight. Once I was those saying guys he was top, one of the to top do. three. He was going to be in the Pro Bowl. Did I think he was going to be this good? No. He has become an offensive machine, and this is what happens when you allow a quarterback to be himself. And this is the most important thing that the Ravens have done for Lamar Jack, for everything he's done, is every time a dual-threat quarterback comes into the NFL, what do they try to do? Let's we got, we got to make sure you throw out of the pocket better, right? we got to make sure you throw out of, you're a pocket guy. We want to extend your career a little bit longer. we got to make sure you're good in the pocket. And that thinking is so awful because all it does is take a player from doing everything he does to be that good to now we're going to – make you less of what you are. If Lamar Jackson's prime is cut short because he runs the football as much as he does, well then his prime is cut short because this is what makes him an effective quarterback. If he just if he just dropped back in the pocket and just through, he wouldn't be nearly this good. And they would find ways. But he gets outside of the pocket. He makes plays, designed runs. He's going to run for probably thirteen or fourteen hundred yards this year at quarterback. You don't you don't need to throw. He doesn't need to throw for three hundred a week. He's need to throw for two hundred a week. But he's nearing three hundred a week. This guy is unstoppable because as much as you want to say we can scheme, we can do these things. When he's on the field, you can't catch him. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what kind of plans you have. Hey, we're going to do X, Y, and Z. Oh, well, we can't catch him. You know, the thing that has improved for him and what he has done is his accuracy has gotten so much better than it was a year ago. Now it, now you watch him throw the football with confidence. You watch him throw it into, into some tight windows. I mean, you know, he wasn't Sam Darnold yesterday. I mean, that was really tight windows. But you watch him throw and he has increased his game from the pocket, but the Ravens are still allowing him to do both things because that's what happened to Colin Kaepernick. That's where he lost his effectiveness because it was, well, Kaepernick runs, but we want to make sure we keep him in the pocket. Let's make sure he does what he does. Look, Cam Newton, his prime is lessened because they decided to allow him to be the quarterback he was. It was the right thing to do because if you turn Cam Newton into a guy that wasn't going to run the football, then he wasn't going to be nearly the same quarterback because that's part of who he is. But when you see the different philosophies, and they work. Cam Newton was allowed to be Cam Newton. He carried the mail for as long as he could. Colin Kaepernick, they tried to change him. Look what happened to him. All the players, all the guys they tried to change. Oh, now this is not going to make you who you are. A lot of guys are fragile. And you got to be smart with taking your hits, but you're going to take hits, and this is just part of the conversation. But he wouldn't be this good if they tried to mess around with him and overcoach him. And they haven't, and this is why Lamar Jackson's the star. Well, we went back to it the offseason, right? Remember, Harbaugh was getting blasted from anybody behind a microphone except for this show saying, if he, I'm going to run him 15 to 20 times a game. And I said, fine, if that's what he thinks it's going to take to win – that's how you have to play it. Do you want to develop those other school skills? Absolutely. Do you want it to be more balanced as you roll forward? Absolutely. But you've got built a unique offense here that can't be replicated, right? You see teams run out three tight end sets. Only one of those three guys can catch a cold, and that guy doesn't want to block. So there's always some deficiency there. They've got three guys that commit here in Baltimore to both ends of the tight end work description. You've got Mark Ingram, who runs with authority. You got you even have the Heisman package where you're running with RG3. So as soon as he starts moving out of the pocket, and you see red zone efficiency tonight has been off the 
off the chart. Two of his touchdown passes are just seven yarders. Ingram caught one. Mm-hmm. That was the most recent. Nick Boy or um, uh, Willie Sneed, the fourth, who got his contract extension last week. One catch, seven yards, and a score. Even Marquise Brown, normally just a big play, take the top off a defense receiver. 37 yards on his four catches tonight with two touchdowns. And he's finally healthy. He missed a good chunk. Your leading Edwards, Ed, uh, leading receiver, uh, Mark Andrews, didn't catch a ball until we got here to the second half. So you open things up, and with that threat of a run you, that you've got behind that big offensive line, it's the pick your poison. You want to come up and try to stop him, he's going to gash you over the middle. And that's where you're seeing wide open lanes for Andrews and the other tight ends to do their damage downfield. And if you can play this efficiently, and let's face it, they play from the lead always, right? They 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 are not trailing virtually at all. And I love the fact that this exposed anybody that didn't bother to watch last week's Rams game and just bought a few stats people were trying to sell uh, that this team was all right. Uh, they're getting punched in the mouth repeatedly here tonight to where they they're booed off the field. And MVP chance are raining down on Lamar Jackson. <laughs> Lamar Jackson completed 58% of his passes last year. That would have put him good for 31st in the National Football League. Okay? 31st mm-hmm. in the NFL. This year, completing 66% of his passes. That puts him in the top 15 of the NFL. doesn't put him at the very top, but it puts him in the top 15. But it doesn't matter because when you do what he can do... If you're in the top 15, you're okay. That's all you need to be. Lamar Jackson, he's 12th right now. That's all, I mean, it's that's an incredible jump to go from one of the worst quarterbacks as far as passer completion percentage in a year to go from 31st to 12th. That's all you need. I mean, that that's next level best player in the end, best quarterback in the NFL type things because you can make that kind of jump. It's not always I got to jump from where I am to the two of the elite top two or three in the NFL. Sometimes if you can jump from where you are to the middle or the high middle, that's just as big a thing. You just need to take care of the football when you're when you've got an offense that's playing this well and that defense got much better too. Right, you had some cracks in that secondary to start the season. Those don't exist anymore. This defense playing lights out. Nineteen touchdowns, five interceptions. That's that's where the win is. Completion percentage is great, but as long as he's not turning the ball over and making bad mistakes, trying to force downfield, they're going to win games because they're just running over people. You got road graders on that offensive line. They're averaging five point seven yards per carry, including his near to a thousand yards, which we're we're getting close to seeing here. Uh, as we roll through, right? Only 2,300 passing yards coming in to this this game, and he's not lighting up the yardage, just taking care and being efficient. But you're talking about a, a run game that's averaging 203 yards per game. That run, runs mm-hmm. clock. That gets you out of a game fast, and he's been smart not to take big hits either, right? He's not like Cam, where right. Cam wanted to deliver some punishment, and he'd force down the sidelines instead of stepping out, live to see another day, he'd fight for that extra yard or two. So far, Lamar Jackson's been very smart about just saying, you know what, I'll get that on the next play because you're going to give it to me because you don't want to hit me along the sidelines, but I'm not going to be dumb enough to stand in. And that's the one thing when you look at Cam, you love the bravado, you love the the guts to keep playing as he did, 90-plus carries all those years, but eventually those start to add up.
Be sure to catch live editions of The Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never 
going to come. Well, the Challenge Gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Why is Lamar Jackson so good? Right, we, We've seen him tonight. Five touchdowns. The guy is running away with the MVP votes. And really, we're talking about most valuable player in the NFL earlier and more often than we ever have talked about it for a very simple reason. Because it's not the same old guys. I mean, you're, you're talking about the names in the list. It's Lamar Jackson. It's Russell Wilson. It's Christian McCaffrey. It's Michael Thomas. We don't talk about these guys. I mean, Michael Thomas had a great set-the-table MVP-type season last year. But this year, he's really exploding. But every year, usually, it's, is it Rodgers? Is it Brady? Last year was fun. Oh, Patrick Mahomes, look how good he is. But this year, you have four guys who we never talk about. So, of course, it's fun to talk about players that we normally don't get in this conversation. So that's why we talk so much about most valuable player. But why is Lamar Jackson so good? There's two very specific reasons. One has to do with the Ravens, and one has to do with himself. Look, obviously, the guy is talented. You saw what he could do in college. And coming into the NFL, you knew there was going to be a bit of, well, he's a dual-threat quarterback. How good can he be? But the Ravens have done the smartest thing they could do with Lamar Jackson. That is, let him be himself. Not overcoach him. Not try to turn him into a pocket passer. Because that's what would have spelled doom for his career. And spells doom for any dual-threat quarterback that an NFL team says, we want to extend your career. It's going to make you a pocket passer. Right when when the 49ers tried to do that with Colin Kaepernick, that was the end. That was, we don't want you to run. We want you to be around. No, what made Colin Kaepernick so good was the fact that he could run and throw the football. But we're going to turn you into a pocket. You can't just turn a quarterback into a pocket passer in the NFL and say, "Okay, great." No, you come to the NFL with a skill set and they enhance it. It's not just okay. We're gonna we're gonna turn you into this. No, no, no. It's not gonna work. It's why guys don't work when they change positions most of the time coming out of college. Oh, you're you're a defensive end or you're a defensive lineman who's down in the dirt. No, we're gonna put you on the edge. Uh, Rex Ryan tried to do that with five guys, ruin their NFL careers. The Ravens decided we are going to let Lamar Jackson be who he is. And if his prime in the NFL is cut short because of that, because he takes too much hits, or if he gets hurt. That's what you have to do to get the most out of Lamar Jackson. Would he be this player if they said, no, you stay in the pocket and just throw? No, of course not, because running is what makes him special. He's going to set a record for most yards rushing by a quarterback in the NFL this year. The fact that he can throw for 200-some-odd yards a game, run for 80, that's it. I mean, you, 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 this this guy is doing what Michael Vick did to the next level because he's a threat on every single play. But the fact that the Ravens decided this is what we're going to do and we can't really be have any second thoughts about the decision, is what he's turned into this player at 22. Because the Panthers did the same thing with Cam Newton, right? It's like, you know what? Mm-hmm. We're going to let Cam Newton, we're going to let you be the difference between Cam Newton and Colin Kaepernick. And this is just on the field. Cam Newton, we said, you're going to be that guy. You're going to run the ball. You're going to put punishing hits on defensive players. You're a bigger quarterback, so you'll be able to withstand the pounding for a little bit. But still, we know your prime is only going to be so long. And that's what you're seeing with Cam Newton now. He can't stay healthy. He's having difficulty staying on the field. He's on injury reserve for the rest of the year. And now he's done. Like his, his 
time as an NFL quarterback is done, he'll try to restart it next year. Someone will sign him because they think, oh, if we can get the old Cam Newton, but he's t- he's taken too many hits and he can't stay healthy. But you had to do it because if you just say, Cam, you're going to be a pocket passer, Cam Newton wouldn't have the career he had, wouldn't have gone to the Super Bowl. He would still be a great, oh, boy, Cam Newton's fun, but he wouldn't have been the same quarterback. So when you have a dual threat, you got to let him be who he is, even if he's someone who could get hurt. Some guys' careers don't get off the ground, whether it's RG3 because he can't stay healthy, can't find a way to get away from it. But that's it. You have to let a dual threat quarterback be who he is, protect him as much as you can, but he's got to be that guy. Well, and for Cam, you're talking 90-plus carries each of his first seven, eight years in the league before the injuries finally caught up. And what's funny is hyper-aggressive as much as he sought out contact in the secondary, still never dove on that football. Still doesn't make sense. Still took that business decision. But either way, you're talking about a guy that we, we celebrated just because he left it all out, except for the one play that still is just curious for us for all these years and forever will be. But they utilized him, and Ron Rivera got every last drop. Mm-hmm out of Cam Newton. And the I think the extending of the timetable before he actually went on IR is Ron Rivera. And there's the parallel to what you have with Lamar Jackson and with John Harbaugh is that you're loyal as as much as you can be. Mm-hmm. Right? And yeah. we've talked about Harbaugh and his, his loyalty to Joe Flacco, but then also ultimately realizing, you know, we're in the business of winning football games. We don't win more games because Joe Flacco had a phenomenal run a couple of years ago. Sentimentality in Baltimore ain't getting you very far mm-hmm. in any NFL city. There's only so far you're going to be able to go out there saying, you know, this guy used to be elite. This guy <laughs> used to be yeah. this guy. That's done. And for John Harbaugh, that was going to cost him his job. And then, look, he'd get snapped up instantly based on what he's done in, in the locker room and his reputation and everything quickly. But might have been time to say, you know what? We finally hit that fork in the road, and we have to take it, as Yogi Berra would say. <laughs> and with Lamar Jackson, you could see, okay, here's here's a guy. It's a different skill set. Let's build this squad. And you go back to the 2017 draft on both sides of the ball, how much different this roster looks, mm-hmm. how many starters have come in in those last three years. I mean, you're talking about Andrews and Hurst were part of the draft class with Lamar Jackson last year. There's two of your three tight ends that you're running out on a yearly basis. You bring in Mark Ingram because of Alvin Kamara and you have Latavius Murray that you can sign on the cheap. Marvin Ingram, Mark, Marvin, Mark Ingram Mark is, Ingram. is a Marvin Harrison, Marvin Lewis. Cause we had Marvin, Marvin Harrison Jones. in the conversation earlier. So Marv from home alone. Lee Marvin. Yeah. Marv Lee Marvin. Yeah. Nicely. Marvin done. Graves. Dr. Leo Marvin. Graves. Dr. Leo Marvin. <laughs> All right, now I'm, we're getting I'm everybody going in. on a vacation from my problems. <laughs> I, I appreciate you guys and, and your love of uh, going Bob off. Bob can wear my slicker. <laughs> and let's not forget Marvin from Midnight Run. Well, hey, um, Special um, Agent Foster. Well, Grant. there was also Marvin in Pulp Fiction who there, did uh, that at that end. Yeah, Why are you going to bring the guy who died? Why are you going to bring the guy who died? <laughs> you, you brought up Marvin Harrison. Run, Marvin? There may have been somebody <laughs> that Marvin, met his end because of Marvin it. Marvin in Pulp Fiction was around for like five minutes because John Travolta got sloppy with a gun. Hey, hey Marvin. Oh, hey, sorry. Hey, no. Samuel L. drove over that pothole. Uh, well, That's no. his fault. Why one up the twos he is. Why are you leaning over the, the, the back with the gun in your hand? Marv Marvin, Albert. come on. Oh, not exactly what Justin Frostberg had in mind. The champ is biting, McMahon. Look, now you go down the, the road of how they constructed this roster, and we really banged the drum for Harbaugh the mm-hmm. offseason, the way he answered questions about 
Lamar Jackson's growth and what they were going to do with him. And he just said flat out, maybe a little tongue-in-cheek, of yep. how much they were going to run him. Yeah. And people were incensed. Go back to all the debate shows. Go back to many of our colleagues here on Fox Sports Radio. Go, well, they're not going to win that way. It's like, no, that's how you win. Whether it's for three years or five years or hopefully he's got seven to ten in him. And with the evolution and you've seen it as a pocket passer and how dominant he was in the red zone today. I mean, through tonight's game, you're talking now 18 red zone touchdowns and zero picks. You're talking about operational efficiency, and he's just growing. We'll see where the evolution begins. But if in the interim you run him 10 to 15 times a game, that's a a winning formula because not many teams are built to stop it. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If Jerry Jones actually fired Jason Garrett in the middle of this week, I couldn't say I blame him. After yesterday's loss to the New England Patriots, in which there was a few head-scratching decisions for Jason Garrett, Jerry Jones has finally had enough ripping all three phases of the game for the Dallas Cowboys and, oh, by the way, going out of his way to make sure he praised Bill Belichick as well. So the point is that uh, I'm just uh, really uh, frustrated with uh, I thought we could come up here and really uh, uh, put together a better effort in all three phases. Uh, I expect us to play well against them defensively. So we got what I think we should uh, have expected out of our defense, and but uh, the other phases of the game, we we've got to uh, we can't come up here and play like that. No turkey, no pumpkin pie for the Garrett fella, and uh, you know he can have some ham. Got left over one of those uh, turducken ham, things. Ham. Yeah, get it. So, well, the Madden guy's gonna come and give me a recipe for He's- some stuff. Maybe even just spam. You know, maybe not even ham. Just spam now for him. Back gonna... more than I think about it. That's all he's going to eat the rest of the year. I bring it to his cell. I mean, uh, his house, and uh, make sure that's what he's eating. Flip a can in front of his office because he should be right back to work. Right on a short week with a defense you have to try to solve now. I mean, you, you went from New England to Buffalo's no slouch. <laughs> oh, don't sell yourself short. They're a tremendous slouch. Nicely done. Yeah. Uh, look, we told you at the beginning of the year this was going to be the year that was going to see a coaching change unless Jason Garrett played well. And I'll tell you, I, I am they have now just been completely letting me down. I picked the Cowboys to make to have their big signature week every I, other week, and they just stopped doing it. And they I keep just telling you you're it. wrong, and I've been right every time. Yeah, we, we keep letting the Smith guy down. He keeps picking us on the Fox, and uh, <laughs> uh, you know eventually he's going to stop picking us. Maybe that's a bad luck thing. But every week, and and the failure yesterday for the Patriots and the, uh, against the Patriots, I don't get Jason Garrett kicking the field goal with seven minutes to go on fourth and seven. It is a thirteen to six game. All right, you decide to kick the field goal, and his philosophy after the game was, well, if they go down to kick a field goal, we're still in it. All right, let's time out for a second. Let's look at the game in and of itself. You have six points. 
in the game. You have six points. You have your leading going receiver. Up and down the field. Your leading receiver has a goose egg. <laughs> you have going been you in the end of the game. The guy covering your leading receiver caught more passes than <laughs> your leading receiver. You are not moving the ball well. You are not moving it up and down the field. It is thirteen to six. If you score, if you kick a field goal and the Patriots don't score, you still need a touchdown to win this game. It serves you no purpose to kick that field goal there. If it served to make it, well, it becomes a field goal game instead of 13-9, it was 13-10. All right, I get it because now I need a field goal. We can get down, get in field goal range, and who knows what happens in overtime. But you still need a, you still need a, a, a touchdown. A touchdown. Yeah. And it's not like the Patriots have been moving the ball well. This is not a shootout where, boy, we need a point because they're going to go up and down the field. No, you've held them to 13 points. He was playing for the safety and field I, goal. I don't, That's what he was playing for. He was goal. playing because the defense had played well. He thought a slippery ball might get him a safety opportunity. And, and I if, don't know. And <laughs> if you don't get the first down, you leave the Patriots deep in their own end where your defense has been playing well. And the Patriots are Offense stinks. We've said it for a long time. The offense stinks, but they keep winning games, so it's not a big story. But their because offense stinks. Well, maybe they're not cheating enough right now. I, maybe that's what it is. Just don't trip people. But okay? I don't get. Don't we'll trip get to the people. tripping with Mike Pereira. We'll get to Mike Pereira. But that's where I, I I look at Jason Garrett and I go, okay, what was that? I mean, real. I I know it's fourth and seven, but you're on the eleven. You have six points. You, you are you going to really kick two more field goals? Go for it because it still leaves you needing to get a touchdown. That's it. That's a free play. That's a free possession for the Patriots to go. Oh boy, they still need to get all the way down and get in the end zone on us, and they can't because our defense is really, really good. And the Patriots defense played outstanding. It carried them again. You know, this was a, this was an effort like they had up until about three weeks ago when things started to get a little weird. But now, I mean, it looks like they're back to where they were. I, when you have a chance against a defense that's not giving you much, you have to go in for as much as you can. And when the when the Cowboys didn't go for it there, I said, that's going to be the decision where Jerry Jones looks back and says, that's why I'm going to fire Jason Garrett. And all Jerry Jones did after the game was go on and on about how great a coach Bill Belichick is. You expect to come up here and get outcoached. You expect a great coaching game up here. This is not, I want to say great things about Bill Belichick because I'm going to lure him to Dallas to replace uh, Jason Garrett. This is... I'm telling Jason. I'm telling you, Jason Garrett is not the coach. He's not the coach I thought he was. He's going to be out at the end of the year. They're going to go spend a lot of money for Lincoln Riley, and that's who's going to wind up being the coach. We said it for a year. That's how it's going to go. And if he fired Jason Garrett this week, I couldn't blame him. Well, and things haven't gone quite so brilliantly in Oklahoma, so maybe a change of scenery works there too. But when we look at going into this game, Jerry Jones was waxing poetic about a ski trip running into Bill Belichick after he'd been fired and talking about, well, no, when you, you got an opportunity to get a great coach, you get your great coach. That was before this debacle. That was before this latest thing, where there were so many instances. You had Troy Aikman in the booth commenting about coaching repeatedly, just not knowing where you're supposed to be. The gaff on special teams when Pollard had no idea what he was doing and cost them 20-plus yards of field position, just going on and on. I mean, there were so many issues. And for your, look, the offense isn't great, and we hear certainly Tom Brady's talking about it, Rob Gronkowski and that weird turtleneck thing that was going on that became the <laughs> most viral thing of anything NFL yesterday, you know, talking about, you know, Tom, when he, you know, it's not happy around there. It's like, well, they've still scored 300 points. In the AFC right now, you know where that ranks? Third. Mm-hmm. Coming into the game behind these Baltimore Ravens and the Chiefs at 308. Here's the thing, though. 
They've only given up 117 points. Yeah. All see, ponder that for a moment. That's what 79 less than the Ravens had coming into tonight. Not that they're giving up much to the Rams. But, no, no, but no. 79. <laughs> yeah. Over 11 weeks. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Mike at Swollen Dome. So just remember, that's going to be the moment where Jerry Jones decided, oh, that's where I got to get rid of the Garrett guy and go get the Gase fella because uh, he's got the he's got the Jets playing pretty well and they beat us. Oh, wow. So uh, maybe we'll get Crazy him. eyes would sell in Texas. We'll, we'll give him Amari Cooper. Be sure to catch live editions of the Jason Smith Show with Mike Harmon weekdays at 10 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Joining us now on the hotline, CBS Sports NFL insider, friend of the show, who told us last year, you just watch when Joe Flacco, they pretend he's hurt and they give the job to Lamar Jackson, then they pretend he's hurt for a little bit longer, and then John Harbaugh decides he's got to go with Lamar Jackson. You watch what happens then. It's Jason Lock and Fora. What's happening, Jay? Hey, man. This has been a long time coming, and what this kid did last year at age 21, coming in on the fly... And when he took over for Flacco, if you recall, he had a terrible stomach flu, couldn't practice for a day and a half that week. Season was on the line. They're four and five and must win game against Cincinnati and blew them out and then kept blowing everybody out and should have beat the Chiefs in Arrowhead except Eric Weddle blew coverage and let Mahomes throw a ball way over his head to to Tyree Kill, and they lost that one in overtime, but still came back to win the division. And then, yeah, they lost to the Chargers in the playoffs, but it was still a 21-year-old kid, you know, who'd only been playing half a year, who had to adopt to somebody, you know, and adapt to somebody else's system because it was all built around trying to prop up, a, a, you know, a Joe Flacco who was already half dead at that point. <laughs> you know, and the number one receiver was Michael Crabtree, and, like, the number one running back was Alex Collins, and this kid was still making it happen. And now they've rebuilt it around him holistically, and, and, and he has full support from the coaching staff, and he has full support from the front office. And they added personnel who actually kind of, like, complement and supplement his skill set. And they're, they've got fast, quick-twitch guys all over the place. It's a beast, man. It's a beast. And the, the kid is still only 22 years old, and he's played, what, 18, 19 games. And each week you can find these parameters where he's doing things that nobody's ever done before. And the only reason it isn't even more dramatic than it is is because RG3 has played the equivalent of, like, one and a half games. Yeah. Because these <laughs> games are over five minutes in the second half. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, they, they, like, the kid hasn't even had a full sample size because they're up 40 to 6 at the half every week, and they're like, yeah, you, you just go ahead and sit, son. You know, the, the the crazy thing, you talked about the coaching staff that has his support, is that, you know, one of the biggest things, and look, obviously he's this talented, but you always wonder what happens if a change happens, is that last year John Harbaugh had to make a really tough decision. Boy, am I loyal to the guy that we won a Super right. Bowl with who's been through with I've been through with this for so long. We drafted Lamar Jackson. I don't know what we're going to get, but he had to realize, okay, if I'm loyal to Joe and Joe can't do it, I'm out. And there's a new guy in here coaching oh. Lamar Jackson, but he made that decision. And that's hard to do to say, yeah, we've been through a lot together, but sorry Joe, you're done. 
Yeah, and and you know what? He, they are super analytical over there. Um, five stops from the Beltway from where I am, like right right around six ninety five. From like I say, they like they're that far removed from me. Right. Like, you know, <laughs> they're around the corner from me, but they they do a really good job of breaking down numbers and trends and tendencies and and sort of figuring out where they are versus the rest of the league. And when they did their self-scout at the the bye week last year, which was when they were 4 and 5, they could not turn up a single equation that didn't say we are infinitely better with the raw rookie under center. We run the ball better with the raw rookie under center. We run it exponentially better. We throw it exponentially better. And he has such a small sample size. If we give the whole thing over to him, it's more likely than not that we reinvent ourselves, that we reinvigorate this entire football community to get behind us. And we we have this, this sort of completely non-conventional approach to playing the game that is going to be hell for defensive coordinators because it's already hell for them the seven to ten plays we do it per game imagine if we did it 70 to 90 plays per game and it's proven to be true and i mean i i just i just hope the kid doesn't get hurt because as somebody who doesn't have a rooting interest in it but just loves the game of football and loves to see people who are willing to take risks be rewarded. This is a special thing. All right, let's slide over to uh, one of the other big topics coming out of the week. And Jerry Jones was effusive with his praise of Bill Belichick before the game. (laughs) Even more so thereafter, uh, Jason Garrett would appear to be dead man walking Mm -hmm. should he lose to, uh, well, Josh Allen and company on Thursday. Yeah, I don't think he'll do it in season. Um, but he did not reward Jason Garrett with a contract extension, nor should he have. Um, and he's let this sort of uh, dangerous liaison linger on as long as it could. You know, it's a marriage of convenience, and it's it's kind of worked to the extent that it could work. And Jerry really hasn't wanted for many, many years now a coach who really would push back who really would tell him, no, I'm right, you're wrong, who really would reset the organization. Um, But they're coming to a point where they're going to need that, and Jason is not that guy. And Jerry feels like they have built a Super Bowl contending roster there. I would disagree with that, but that's what ownership thinks, and they're not going to come remotely close to actually living up to those expectations, and they may still win the division, but that's not good enough anymore because, you know, Jerry thinks they have a lot of young talent in the prime of their lives, and a lot of them aren't making big money yet. So it's time to win right bleeping now, and they don't beat good teams right bleeping now. Um, So, yeah, he's going to make a big-time run at Lincoln Raleigh in about, I don't know, seven to nine weeks, and I think he'll probably be successful. So it's going to be that simple. It's going to be Lincoln Riley, and that's I, it? Uh, well, I think if he gets him, then that'll be it, and I think he'll get him. You know, I, I you're only that hot that many times, and the Dallas Cowboys job 
always resonates. And, and there, you know, I mean, it, there, there's so much that comes with it. It's, it's sort of a, a national gig. And you look at, if you're Lincoln Raleigh and you, you're looking at, okay, well, they're going to spend hand over fist to keep the quarterback, and he fits what I do. And that means we could franchise tag Amari Cooper, and we've got the running back, and we still have an offensive line, and we'll do whatever we have to do to get a tight end. And at that point, I mean, what are you quibbling with? I think the defense is not very good. And, you know, Lincoln might think the defense is not very good. But if you're scoring 42 a game, your defense doesn't have to be that good. All right. Last one for you, Jason. Uh, the Rams obviously get handled and worked mm-hmm. <laughs> tonight. Uh, what, what are they? I mean, we, we obviously not have to. Not talked... getting good anytime soon. Their window's closed. That's it. Shut shut the door. I mean, we talked about the heavy top top of the salary chart for them coming into yeah. the year, and now you still have to pay Jalen Ramsey. But yep. offensively, there's zero identity. Couldn't run the ball again today. And even after a game against the Bears, anybody that was you know pulling out the pom poms yep. didn't watch it. <laughs> no, they they look. This was a team whose window really kind of closed after the Super Bowl because that's when the offensive line stopped being not only not exemplary, but not even really serviceable. And all the, the you know, the whole situation with the running game and Gurley and, and him no longer being a workhorse and Cooper Cup coming in off of surgery in the year after an ACL, you're never the same. And then, you know, Brandon Cooks and everything else that happened there. And, and some of those guys will bounce back and some won't. But, no, they're in a bad bad way like they're in one of the best divisions in football and they're not remotely competitive in it right now and they're not going to get better anytime soon because they lack the draft capital to do so um and they doubled down on a window that was already closing when they made the ramsey trade and i look i'm documenting all over the place not liking that trade in real time and then looking at where their quarterback is right now and looking at where the rest of their roster is right now and looking at their um, roster, roster inflexibility with where they are at the cap with key positions, um, they're in trouble. And it's going to be really interesting. I don't know who's in a worse situation, them or the Chargers, but it, it might be the Rams because the Rams are tied to this quarterback and the Chargers at least have flexibility. You can follow him on Twitter at Jason Lockenfora. That is at Jason Lockenfora, CBS Sports NFL Insider. He's got 800 words coming your way tomorrow on the Jets' chances of making the playoffs. Uh, Jay, as always, buddy, appreciate it, my friend. We'll talk to you. You got it. Two right back at you. Right. Won't happen. <laughs> if you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. 
You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball. From Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.